Welcome, 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 everyone. This is Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire, and this is Mavericks Do a Different Podcast. Absolutely share, like, and follow all around the world because we are looking to do it different by being different, thinking different, and creating a difference in our world every step of the way. What does that difference mean for you? It means you are actually going to go in and look at what's going on in your business and how you can improve it, how you can engage it, how you can create it at a whole new level. And that's what we look to talk about every day. With that being said, our guest here does come at it from a new angle and a different angle, which is why he's here to empower you with some new information. Uh, he is CEO of Clout Selling, uh, a company that helps executives and business owners achieve that the goals through innovative solutions. Mike has over 35 years of experience in financial and digital marketing, personally raised over a hundred, and this is not not a hundred, not a hundred thousand, a hundred million dollars, and successfully established multiple companies including hedge fund, wealth management firm, investment advisory company, all of this as part of his background in 36 years. However, uh, it goes even deeper. Uh, started off in uh, 1994, Mike helped Green Track, an innovative company that streamlined the investment accounts of super rich, uh, tracking and producing accounting records for over $26 billion in assets sold the company to a public company in 2002. 2008, uh, he and his mentor, John Asaroff, and a lot of you know him, founded NeuroGym, and John actually took that over and, and bought, uh, bought Mike out of NeuroGym. Then in 2012, he was chosen as the top uh, Infusionsoft Internet Marketer of the Year, uh, four out of 400 global companies that were up for that nomination. And 2016, he founded, and this is where it gets real, the Client Engagement Academy, a company that is revolutionizing the online education industry with completion rates of 40 to 80% in the industry, which is typically only three to 12, of paying learners in finishing their courses, actually finishing, actually accomplishing, actually doing. And this is where my engagement of Mike started is I got involved with him with the Client Engagement Academy. So yes, I'm a client of Mike's and proud of it with everything that he's been working with us. And then he founded in 2020 Cloud Selling, which has generated over and get this, 310 million views for their clients on LinkedIn and converted them into sales through their program. Please, please welcome to the stage, if you will, Mike Weiss. Such a pleasure to have you here, CEO of Cloud Selling. And with all that you do, tell us, what's your journey been like outside of what I just read is all the great stats? Well, uh, Paul, thank you for having me on. Thanks to everyone that's watching. Um, you know, we do business together, but I consider you also a uh, a friend. And, um, you know, because we have also our client mastermind and meeting on the Thursdays, a mentor as well. We all learn from each other. So uh, thanks for having me. Uh, 
you know, you read off a lot of stuff and, you know, it seems like a lot of stuff, but I've been, a, you know, around for a long time. I started in 87. So it's uh, <clears throat> it's been a, a series of journeys. You, um, you know, you and I, I, I think we must be the same, the same age. Um, because yeah, I've been 36 years right out of college, went into that entrepreneurial space. Yeah. And so the same journey and it, everyone looks at our resumes going, wow. And then we're like, we've just been around a lot, a while. Right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a long time. Um, I laugh. I mean, I laugh at my, the first version of myself, you know, it was, um, it was embarrassing because I had. Uh, I matured very late in life, which is a gift now because I look young for my age, but I had a, a higher pitched voice. So when I was just in training, doing 350 cold calls a day, um, like 10 percent of the time, they would be like, and what's your name, ma'am? And uh -huh. it was <laughs> it was uh, disheartening. But, you know, you, you have to, <laughs> you know, push, push through. Um, so, yeah, there have been a lot of you know, um, mostly good stories, but some things that were just, um, you know, the best way to look at it is some things that were just outright bad and wrong. And at the time when it happens, you know, a lot of times it's easy to go into the, oh, you know, shit, why me? But if you were able to understand that, you know, everything is happening for a reason, the reason <clears throat> post the emotional state of that, you know, usually reveals itself. And um, so I've been led, you know, down a bunch of these paths, some by, you know, proactive choice and some by like, all right, I just, you know, can't take it anymore. Um, you know, and I'm sure most everyone in business, bad business partnerships are like uh, marriages you know, marriages end up 50% in divorce. That's a tough stats. Um, and business partnerships are, are probably more, more than that end up in divorce. So that's problematic. You know, most people are, are like to be and build things in communion, community. So we do like to take on, you know, partners. Um, but there's no school of uh, a partnership that you know teaches you the number one value of partnership which is communication yeah. uh, so it's been it's been great it's been fun um made a lot of money lost a lot of money <laughs> did a lot of that's been an entrepreneur for a long period of time as as one experienced partnerships that that were not what they thought they were let's just put it that way two is that they've experienced that up down and sideways which is part of that entrepreneurial journey. And the ones who do it right have a guiding light to a, a future, to where they're going. They're, they're aiming towards that lighthouse, if you will. Um, what, what, you, what motivates you? What's motivated you on this journey? Well, in the beginning, I would say uh, my pre-consciousness states um, what motivated me was, was, you know, just being competitive and money. And I hit all my money targets early. Right. I made a lot of money on Wall Street and I busted my ass. It's not, nothing came easy. You know, I, I, I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, 
Gary Chanuk is the reason why I built the LinkedIn agency. And he comes from an immigrant family. And, you know, he's, his dad busted his ass. And Gary Vaynerchuk busts his ass. And then I see a lot of people out there that are sort of the, um, the, the opposite argument that, no, you, you know, you, you, you don't need to bust your ass to make it and be successful. And, you know, the four hour work week is, I mean, it's great. It's not literal. It is a, it's great because it shows you how to create leverage. But in my world, I, and I haven't figured it out. If, if I don't, you know, really bust ass, I'm not accomplishing a lot. I, I will say, and this may be controversial out there. However, um, when you analyze Tim Ferriss, who's the author of four yeah. hour work week, yeah, he's not working only four hours a week. So, you know, when he was launching the book and I was watching his promotions, I was like, just going on one of those talk shows was four hours because of the travel there, the prep time, getting on, the coordination of it. That was more than four hours right there. So he used up his four hours for the week, yeah. <laughs> one hour, 20 minutes on, on the air. And so you go, all right, so that's BS. You know, the yeah. one thing you want to learn from Tim Ferriss is how to market. That was, yeah. that was a good lesson. And the understanding of leverage, like you said, it's not a literal four hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's um, <clears throat> so that first part was just really by sheer will and busting ass. I was a good salesman. I wasn't the best. So, you know, you're in a room. I was in uh, the World Financial Center and down on uh, Wall Street down by the the pier right but across the street from the twin towers yep. and it was the largest brokerage floor in the world it was the size of a football field with all these brokers and back in that day it was mostly all guys there were women that were like assistants and i mean there were women there um but it was like a dog fight in there and you know not being the most gifted salesperson because there were people that would spend less time and make and open more accounts per month, then you have to figure out, okay, well, how how can I still be the best? And it's if it's a numbers game, and you know that person's gifted and they're getting ten accounts a month because they only have to open two accounts, two leads per day, and right. you only need to open three leads per day, then you just need to reverse engineer and figure out, okay, if they're leaving at five, I'm working till seven, and I'm working every Saturday for the first year. Yeah, you know. So that was all grit and it was money driven. And um, then September 11th, I lost um, a lot of friends. Um, I went to like 12 funerals. I lost one of my really good friends, Matt O'Mahony, Matt Wall, um, Glenn Wall, like two of those guys were very close with and other guys I knew around that circle and also some other folks as well. And um I'm not going to go into the like we need a you know we need a just a show on spirituality to go into this whole thing but let's just say after that not right after that months after that I had you know a crazy experience on a massage table that was uh, ch direction change the, I begged the guy for some books he gave me some books and I just started reading about you know what's the more of the meaning of life let's just say you know, um, and then I entered in to um, start studying Kabbalah, which is, um, 
you know, the spiritual interpretation of the Old Testament. So it kind of gives you <clears throat> really cool foundational rules to like, you know, an understanding the reason why behind things and how to connect with different energies um, and, you know, and, and, and work towards fulfillment. So with that, um, I ended up making, uh, you know, some changes because I, I really was focused more now of getting out of the financial business and more of just a different business. That financial business is like, it's, it's a, it's, it's a hundred percent win loss. And even when you win, um, you don't even get accolades from your clients because you just expect it to win. So that it's a tough business. And and they're your competition all at the same time. And so then they're jealous of you and want to tear you down all at the same time. And they're like, yeah, that's so great. Congratulations. And all that goes on. I also cut my teeth cold calling in midtown Manhattan in the medical field. High level, high competition, high pressure. Uh, type component and I was straight commission yeah. uh, and so or building my own distribution company so really understand that place and and at one point everyone that I know that has created sustainable success has gone through that the the awakening if you will and the and the realization that there's that and and so so many people they they come to the place of it's an either or and i'm not a firm believer in that i believe that you can have it all it's just you've got to understand that you're you there needs to be a focus of it all and yeah. not just the focus in one category yeah and they all i mean look it, it's you know i um i also have an amazing uh mentor that uh is that is um the head of Center for Integral Wisdom. I'm on the board, and you know it's all about changing conscious consciousness. And his name is Mark Gaffney, and you know he's teaching newer frameworks that we can sort of live into. But you know the win win lose framework in business is just an outdated model, and the one that works well and everyone wins, and you you can also win financially is the win win win. It's not even the win win. And I call it the win-win-win because <clears throat> the win-win is like if you and I are going to do some business together, we both want to win. But the win-win-win takes it one step further. And it's actually, we need to understand the outcome of the people that would be buying our services and make sure they win. And that's crucial because if you can actually get committed to the success of the end user, the client, that experience, then you have it's just you live a different life because you're in the accumulation of clients versus the churning of clients and customers and you can talk about SaaS companies and you know it's across every spectrum you're here you know so that was a big change uh for me and you know it's it's, it's nothing it's a, it's a journey it's not like oh i got there it's a, it's just a journey but if you're committed to the win, 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 like our company now, we've got like 50 something people, you know, all the people that are in our organization. I'm the only one in the US. And so I have a lot of different cultures and I have you know, Nigeria and Pakistan and um, uh, Costa Rica and the Philippines and India and um, um, forgetting the uh, country right underneath Ukraine, um, Co Co Kosovo or something anyway. But our number one like word, like we have words that are kind of our words is care. 
and 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 it just like if if the people actually care about our clients, then we're gonna make it. It's when you don't, you're just doing your job and you don't care, you care less, then you're not going to last very long <laughs> with our organization. And, and I would argue in most organizations in this day and age is that win-win-win has got to be in place these days. And, I, I, and I'm right there with you. We've got a couple people that are commenting on uh, in the chat. And I'll just uh, share a, a, a couple and, and Darren. Uh, <laughs> It says hi. Uh, great to see two amazing entrepreneurs on my feed. Love that. Um, and uh, it's exciting to Lisa. learn from both of you. Lisa, shout out. And Darren. And then uh, um, the comment about the win 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 from Abby. Um, higher consciousness, deeper roots for maximum win expansion, and so key. Uh, and we talk about this and I'm in the same way. And my, my major wins are when my clients win, when, when my clients really engage. And, and I got to tell you, I don't uh, randomly pick people to come on board and to go live with me. Uh, I picked you, Mike, to be here because I know that you've got a value service. You've got value company that you really care about your clients and that you deliver a great service. And I got to tell you, through the test of time in this industry, uh, that's not always the case. And you and I have talked about this. A Ooh, long yeah. time. Uh, man, there's a lot of stuff out there that that isn't quality and that people just bring to the market to make a buck. And it's not where I play and it's not where you play. And it, it's why I wanted to, to have you on and talk to you, because this idea of that of really caring and making sure that's a win win is mm. so valuable. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you a story. I'm not going to name any names, but, you know, I was uh, partnering with John Asraf and we, the company has now Neuro Gym. Um, he's had, I was there at 2008. We started in his backyard. We grew it four years later. He bought me out. And, you know, we, we did some things amazingly well in the beginning, like we were sales and marketing. Um, and, but we had a problem with, in the beginning with um, the, the, the percentage of people that were buying it or finishing the coursework. And it it really pissed us both off a lot. And it was early though. It was like 2010, 11, 12, online education, you know, tech was not there. The online university was still trying to figure it out. So we, tr I mean, we tried to figure it out with tech stuff then, but we just hired more humans and we created like this customer wow team to, you know, just get humans on to make sure that people sort of, went and then got through and anyway i got bought out and i went back to digital marketing and then our, the cto who got bought out wrote some software and then you know he his solution is a software solution i took that and i looked at the global space for online education and this is a perfect example the data is th only three to twelve percent of the people finish courses that they pay for online that means 88 to 97 percent of the people are failing like literally are paying money and then I even finish it. And that wasn't okay when I was partnering with John. I was just like, this is just, it's just so broken. So we, whatever, I created a tech stack and, you know, we get 40 to 80% completion rates. And as it turns out, even like today, fast forward to today, it's not, it, that part of my business has been overtaken by what we're doing on LinkedIn, which is very interesting. But I, I once, um, 
you know, and so like Digital Marketer, Ryan Dice, all their certification programs I, I designed and built and ran with them. And these are people that are conscious and they they really wanted to up-level what they were doing to create better outcomes because they had 40,000 people paying $40 a month in their membership, which was um, the, the Digital Marketing Labs. Right. And it's great, but it's all little short stuff. They're like, we want to do something more impactful and they cared. I literally sat with a guru I'm not going to name the name. And I was like, dude, you've got, you, you know, you, you have such a huge following and your, your stuff is so good, but you're on like, you know, just a terrible platform. And, and like, I, I, I don't even have to go do the homework to find out that you're in the three to 12% range. No question. I said, let me help you. And he literally said to me, he's like, look, Mike, you know, I'm in the world of creating content and then my job is to market and sell it. These are grown up people. And if they take out the credit card to buy it, whether they get the results, that's their problem. So I understand what you're saying and it sounds good, but I have no, no interest. And I just walked away. There's nothing I can say because I don't even want to do business with someone like that because they won't value what I do. They'll look at, you know, the 20 or 30 grand we charge to do all this. They'll just see it as an expense. It'll, they'll never understand that it's one of the greatest ROIs you could ever make. So I don't take clients like that at all, which is also a very good lesson for everyone listening. To you get awesome. Life gets so much easier when you decide and you get to a place where you can understand a good client from a potential bad client and don't take them. Oh my gosh. Yes, because it'll give you, you know, there's the 80-20 rule, then that's the 20% that gives you 80% of the headaches. Worse no clients, <laughs> right? Worse, and it, uh, yeah. So, so a couple of things that we've heard so far. One is great work ethic. Uh, absolutely, put in the work to create the results. Two is that you can absolutely have both the the personal, the spiritual, the contribution, the win win win, and have financial abundance. That it is possible to have all that. Uh, these are just the messages that I'm in complete congruence with you on. And then, of course, be choosy as to how you develop your life because the people that you let into it, which is one of your your clients or part of that, will either determine the greatness of your life or the lack thereof. Yeah. And it circles back to the initial thing we said about partners, too. You know, it's, you know, one of the things, you know, it's the difference between knowledge and wisdom is that you get wisdom after you uh, have enough experience to make the mistakes to understand, you know, from the knowledge, what works and what doesn't. So I'm one of the most important things is just to really get good at, you know, you're under listening to your gut when it comes to people. And um, it's an innate thing that I had, that I have, I've always had it, but I literally never listened to it for the first from 20 to 35. I mean, I heard it and I was all ego closed. It's not going to happen. You know, not gonna, whatever, any, whatever it was, never listened to it. Yeah. I, I went through that same journey in those first 20, 15 to 20 years uh, was with blinders on, had an agenda, sell, sell, sell. And then I realized there was there was a whole new world, and part of it was I built a family and built children, and you know, and all all that good stuff. And that definitely uh, 
created a new focus for me. Yeah, yeah. We, with all, and so I want to make sure that we we absolutely talk about what you do for people because uh, what you're doing now um, has been integral in what we're doing and our focus and is um, helpful on on multiple different levels. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do with LinkedIn and all that journey. Yeah. So. What we do is we're a done-for-you LinkedIn content uh, marketing agency. We help clients get uh, more activity and more sales on LinkedIn. But that's like that's what we do. What we really do is work with subject matter experts who can be pre-existing thought leaders like you. You've got like 8,000 bucks and you've been doing this. You're like a pro. And But we also take people that have subject matter experts for 10 or 20 years that haven't um like broke out yet and it, the interesting thing about linkedin and and the methodology of what we do is that we're able to take someone and even if it's someone that 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 has thought leadership in other say verticals like on tv we have some clients that are on tv or on they're you know tremendous at email marketing and these are all different you know vertical channels or facebook or instagram it's very rare that I ever end up um, in a conversation that's that that is just someone that's really mastered LinkedIn, and it's its own channel. And the beautiful thing about LinkedIn is that whether you're, if you, it doesn't matter if you've got it figured out anywhere else or you don't, like we've got the ability to work with you, and the breakdown is is one really understand your ideal customer, and this is crucial. I do it a little differently. There's a lot of very smart people that go through the whole process. Your customer hangs out and reads these magazines and this blogs and all that kind of stuff. And, but that's not, I mean, that's not how I do it. I, I actually work with the customer. Now we're using live chat GPT on the consultative sales call. I mean, um, first, first call. And we really need to understand the person that's buying your shit. Like who, is that person that is buying it? And more importantly, where are they completely stuck or what do they want to accelerate? Because if you think about most services, you're you're buying something because I want to get better or I want to buy something to accelerate. That's what you know, software as a service, SaaS, right? I'm a, a I'm addicted <laughs> to new technology. But every time I see something, I'm like, wow, it's just that's gonna help me do something better. Right. So that's so every SaaS is in that that realm. It's it's something that's going to do something better. So you better really understand the that who your buyer is and like what's screwed up or not effective or efficient and be able to explain what their world looks like in that realm. Because if you started a SaaS company, like you are the entrepreneur. The idea keeps you awake at night so much so that you've rerouted your entire life. You raise money. You're probably working hard. Your personal money's in it. You've gotten friends and family money. Like you are totally freaking committed. It's not for like some light idea. Right. It's like there's something that you believe in that's big. So you got to be able to understand who stuck, why are they stuck, how are they not optimized, and then, okay, what does that feel like? And then be able to communicate from that perspective. Oh, 
here's the things that can help you get there. And by the way, the last thing you talk about is like, oh, and this is some of the things that we do that can help you. It's not about, you're not selling, like what you sell and what I sell is not what you should be talking about. You should be talking about the transformation. Yes. We're in the business of creating a transformation from here, wherever it is, to yeah. here, right? Sure. So people don't think, oh, and I'm a tech company that like any of this applies, but it totally applies. And of course, if you're a service-based company like us, attorneys and lawyers and accountants and CFO, you know, partial part-time CFOs or leadership or anything like that, then of course it applies. So that's the really the one big thing is really getting clear on that. And then we have the uh, and the clarity and the, to to pause there, the understanding that we are in a position to solve challenges to bring a solution to their pain. And and that's that's really key. And so to talk about one of the biggest challenges that people have is that either they don't know where their pain's coming from. So they just kind of ache, but they don't, they've never identified it. Or they believe that 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 even if they did identify it, there's no solution to it. You're just meant to live in pain for the rest of your life. Yeah. To really bring it down to the core. And so our job, and a lot of people that are listening to this, their job is to identify what it is that the pain is that your client is feeling and then to tell them they don't have to feel that way for the rest of their life that there is a solution out there come over here let me show you yeah yeah i, I mean what you're saying is 100 true and people try to like sell a solution and just go over the top of somebody and you know i think grant cardone is great because you know, how can you argue what he built? But I'm just not a fan of any of the sales methodology that he teaches because it's from 25 years ago. Like, it's not like you can't say like, you know, in a discussion with someone and they can't make a decision and say who wears the pants in the family anymore. Like this, <laughs> this type of high pressured sales tactics, you know, trying to get objection objection solved so you're boxing someone in so you're trying to pressure them to say yes that to me is as an outdated model we're talking about outdated models the win lose model that's a win that's win lose framework i win you lose i get the sale yeah that's so, a yeah so describe the the alternative uh and we and we tapped on it of course with the win 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 only what's the alternative approach uh, when, with what and how you approach your your prospects? I mean, yeah, you know, I, I see a lot of it today uh, out there by a lot of people's teaching sales training, and I'm happy about it. Um, one of my really dear friends, Paul Vitti, that um, I met in New York City wow, 30 years ago, and he's like a brother and a mentor. He was lucky enough um to not lucky enough. I mean, he, he came out of college and he said, I'm going to Xerox's sales training program. It's the number one sales training program of any organization globally. Like it wasn't lucky. He he went there because he knew it. And uh they 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 had. I mean, it's kind of ironic that like the Xerox machine is like, you know, it's not around anymore because you know everything is digital. But anyway, 
they had um, invented a methodology that's called spin selling. And there's their book. So I, I happened to come upon this um, early on because of him. And once again, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm more of, um, I'm a, I'm a decent sales guy. I'm not a great sales guy. There's people that really have, you know, the gift that they, all the words always come out perfect and they know exactly when to say what, when. I'm not like that. So, you know, to me, I have to like really, you know, practice and and get, get into that. So one was that, and I'll go into what that's been selling. It's a quantitative sales approach, but equally as important in my career was a guy by the name of Bill Good, who's still alive, I think. And I hope, and he was the number one um, sales trader to financial reps back in 87 and 90. And this is before the internet. And he taught everyone the value of drip marketing. It's really direct mail, get a qualified lead, send him one piece of mail, your color photo in the corner every month with a few paragraphs about the market. It really doesn't matter what you say. As long as your color photo is there, and you send it until either they turn into a jerk or die. And I mean, this is drip marketing. The idea is that you just want to own front of mind because when something changes, a no now is just a no now. It's not a no forever. And when something changes, you just want to be the person to like, I've been getting your things for three years. And you know, I just left my company. I have a 401k there that I want to turn into an IRA. Like, what the hell do I do? And thanks for sending me, you know, 9 million letters. That's it. Like, so let's just break those two things to, uh, down. So one. And talk yeah. about spin so that they understand what that is. Yeah. You know, one, you, we have the perfect storm because on LinkedIn now, you you can uh, effectively do this drip marketing on LinkedIn and have LinkedIn propel your message and your face through this ever-growing, um, the, the number one network in the world, and it will continue to grow. They went from 800 million to 900 million, and Microsoft said they're going to 2 billion. So we're in the right place. You get the distribution to do your drip marketing there. Oh, my God. I don't have the folding machines. And now I don't know how much a stamp costs, <laughs> but it's very expensive. So voila, you've got that. When you're doing drip marketing and people sort of know you, then that makes the first phone call. And this is also you want to you want to actually be someone that is showing up. You don't have to be a pro. I don't recommend anyone uses any graphics on any of your, your LinkedIn stuff. You want to teach on LinkedIn. You want to be authentic. Because when people get on the first meeting with you, you just want to be, your, of course, yourself. And they'll be like, oh, you want to match what they see on your videos and your trainings. So that's all works up to spin selling. Spin selling is really a consultative sales approach. So what that means is you basically figure out what's broken, figure out why it's broken, and listen and understand where they're at, and then basically share what you do and, and see if there's a reason to go forward and have a conversation. The thing I don't like about spin selling, some of the newer trainings that are out there is they're like a they're like robots and they have a formula and like you've been on these sales calls and like, hey Paul, how you doing? Like what what brought you on this call today? Uh, I wanted to check out your service. Oh great. Like what else have you checked in? what else have you checked out? Oh nothing. I just found you on the internet. Okay, great. And what kind of pain are you in right now? I'm like, well I'm not really in pain because I wanted to see if I could do something better. So they completely missed it because they're just, you know, mechanical. Right. 
And like, oh, you want to do something better. So you must be in a little bit of pain. Tell me about that pain. Oh, okay, great. And then how long have you been in that pain? Okay, great. And what's the impact of that pain? Great. And what's the impact emotionally? How does it affect you and your family and your financial situation? Okay, great. And if you projected that pain out for five or 10 years, what would your life look like then? You know, they're just trained to like you stir up the emotions and really put people in a place of like pain so that they will be able to close the gap to the solution. And like that's manipulation, you know. So spin selling, get the original stuff from Xerox. <laughs> they have workbooks. Um, you had me up to, I, I don't necessarily, well, in the way you framed it, it's manipulation because of intentionality. Oh, yeah, because you don't actually care. Right. Because you can go through that same process and it not be manipulation. 100%. And I want people to to hear like that differential that there's definitely, oh, sometimes it's manipulation. Sometimes it's not. It has nothing to do with the process. It's the intention of do they just want to get you to take an action that has nothing to do with servicing you? And like I, I can be I can be directive and, and even mean to somebody like in the gym to get them to do a few more rotations that'll build up what they wanted as far as their muscle tone or anything else. It, and that's not being manipulative. Uh, Correct. In that framework, the biggest challenge is, is that people get into this rut of doing the same thing every time. And they don't know how to to really think on their feet or to customize it, paying attention to who's in front of them. You know, every 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 whiteboard is a canvas that they're gonna just paint the same picture on. You're 100% right. And, and particularly on LinkedIn, because if you're doing LinkedIn right, you're gonna be getting you know on with some pretty fantastic people. Yes. So like- oh, oh, Tell oh, us some of the stats. And so for some people here, like, that, oh man, I like my Instagram or, you know, I, and so tell us the power of LinkedIn, because I found in talking to people that sometimes they, they, they discredit the power there and not because they haven't played in that arena yet. Yeah. So LinkedIn is for you. If your customer is on LinkedIn and you're selling a product or service, that's like, you know, 5,000 to $5 million lifetime value. Of the customer. So let me break down. I don't want to throw that word in because some people know what that means. It doesn't mean that your first sale is $5,000. If you have a $300 a month software service and you keep someone for 10 months, that's three grand. So you, it's, so that's who LinkedIn is for. LinkedIn is not a place at all if you're selling inexpensive widgets and you think you're going to get volume on LinkedIn. Truthfully, the what you should think about in terms of okay, if, if, will this make an impact in my business? If you can get, you can gather up. You can if you do LinkedIn properly, you should be able to get anywhere from three to fifteen new sales a month. So that's great if those sales are meaningful, and it doesn't necessarily mean again that your first sale doesn't have to be your only sale relationships grow they grow into other things you know there's so much if you combine that think about that that's that's a good number say it's even five a month that's 60 new clients for the year and you're fulfilling on the outcome for them you're always going to have churn 
But if you can keep adding, you know, net 40 clients a, a year and you have a business that's fulfilling on what you're supposed to be fulfilling, you'll be in great shape because you're also going to get referrals. And, you know, this is this is the more mature way to look at business versus I just want to get to six figures in a fast amount of time and do whatever it takes. Um which is what you do when you're younger, because all you, <laughs> you're just metric focused and you just, that's what I did. I mean, that's what I did, you know. Um, I look back and if I kept, if I was able to keep like, you know, even ah some crazy number, even 20% of my clients when I was in the financial markets, more than the ones I lost, I would have been running like a billion dollars, like some crazy number because it's right. just. <laughs> if. Uh... You know, one of the things that I, I appreciate about all that you bring to the table is that you've systematized the the framework of communication without scripting what each of uh, what we say. And, and there's a there's a slight differentiation of scripting it so that we all like we're engaging and you teach us how to engage on LinkedIn so that we attract who's going to be perfect for us without making us all sound the same, which then would turn LinkedIn into a, a platform of, ah, oh, can't, shouldn't, shouldn't be there. Uh, and it, with that, we've been able to play and customize and yeah. create just a, a greatness of engagement that we then can all be playing together too, which you build a great community as well. And yeah. really appreciate that. Talk a little bit about those two. Yeah, well, it comes from, you know, when I was, I got, I didn't know anything. Well, it's kind of funny, actually. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. I look back when I was on Wall Street, I worked on Wall Street. It was pretty cool. Um, I was managing money. So I was basically the clients were all getting the same transactions throughout the month. And, and there were, and I was, I was partnering with a guy that was really amazing. You know, one of the top money managers of all time. So he was giving us the, our trading desk, the ideas, and we were executing an average price across the board for everyone. But he was trading a lot. So I was like, what, how, you know, Tim Ferriss, like, how can I gain leverage? I can't keep taking all the client calls to update them because everyone's got the same thing. So this is really early on. Um, I started shooting video once a month. So I would serve the money manager with my team. We'd interview him to figure out why he did the things he did, because I had no idea. And then we would actually do that, make some charts. And this is the transparent part. We would do we would show like five wins for the best wins for the month. And I would show, you know, two or three of the of the worst losses. And then I would go on in front of Wall Street. There's a um like an old federal bank right across from Wall Street. I would stand on the this stepped piece that stood out and I would and I would film it. And if the weather wasn't good, I would film it in the conference room. But we had, you know, lights that were from Home Depot that were the halogen lights. And literally at five o'clock in the old buildings in New York City, they turned the air conditioning down. I mean, like you could only film after everyone was gone. So I remember just so many times being in there, literally sweat dripping down my back in a suit with a tie with two sets of Home Depot halogen lights. And back then, no teleprompter or anything. We we made a board and a cardboard like this that was big. And then we cut a hole in the middle where the lens went and taped it, 
Because it was, I didn't, I couldn't remember all these stocks and names and things. Oh, you're but bringing that, me right back to my older days too. Right? Question. Yeah. So then I met John and then I built the company with John and John's like a freaking pro. You know, John's been on um, Larry King like eight times. We were doing all the shooting for the stuff in, in Brian Tracy's studio. Like, you know, two camera, 4K, like real videographer people there, yep. set up and lights, you know. And then after I started going back on my own, I, I did buy a teleprompter and it just took so long to be to be good at it. And in fact, I I I abandoned it because even when you're good at it, it's um it's very difficult and it does look always um canned. You can see the eyes going back and forth. So part of what you asked and I'm sharing is that I feel it's ultra important to be able to have people have uh, a few bullet points that they can focus on and you can tape it to your camera or your you know your laptop you can tape it there because it's just bullet points and then create a framework that people can learn and the bullet points merely remind you of your like your talking points so that's why I spent so much time trying to put together <clears throat> what we call PEXR squared, which is our framework. It's problem, empathy, cost of an action, solution results, and a rebound question. So this is like uh, become second nature. Everyone, you're walking your dog in the morning, you think about a client problem or a challenge, like, oh, PEXR squared. Problem, empathy, cost of action, solution results, rebound. And for that, if you're gonna do eight of them, which you need them for the month, you can shoot them in an hour and then you can just make index cards with your, with, you just have to say problem, empathy, you can work out what the cost of an action is, and then solution, bullets, three, three, three or four words. So that's what you were, you were referring to. That's what we believe in. Um, what's amazing is our clients like you and our other clients are, are so talented, many way more talented than me in front of video, and you make it your own. Um, now, why do we start with problem? And why should people start with problem? Because it's very tough to get people's attention in this world. And on every video, we have what we call drop-off rates. And this is something we worked on so hard with John. But no matter what you do, you're going to get like within the first 20% of a video, 50% drop-off. We, we, did, we did crazy bribes. Like, we're going to stay tuned on this training because at the end, we're going to give you like $5,000. Right. <laughs> 50% drop off. At the end, you go get to have dinner with John at the nicest restaurant in San Diego. 50% drop off. So, I mean, I know it's the data. So, will we lead with problem? Um, because either someone has the problem, which is ideal, or had the problem, or thinks they're going to have the problem. So, it, you kind of lead with something that's very interesting with all, and not only wishy washy stuff up front. Yeah, definitely want to want to hook them. How long statistically do we have on LinkedIn, for instance, on it to hook them, to, to get them interested to stay? Well, I think it's the same data for like a, a web page. It's like you got, you know, I don't know, it's like either five seconds to make impression or seven seconds. It's like, Instant. you know, Instant. yeah. yeah. And like 60% of the stuff's being consumed now on mobile. So, and then you can swipe, like maybe it's even faster than that because you don't have to click a mouse to start scrolling down. You can swipe pretty fast. So 
it, it, it's, it's close to what, three to five seconds, you know? At best. And yeah. I think you're right. I think the stats that we're quoting are maybe even old now, con considering how much things have moved and changed over the last, even the last year, let alone the last six months. Yeah. Um, and, and so keeping up with that, it's one of the reasons why I know for me as a company over the last several years, I've done a deep dive in social media, in video engagement, in, in creating that kind of uh, connection with my audience because things are moving so fast unless you're actually grabbing. And when I say deep dive, I mean grabbing hold of great outsource uh, material, uh, support, collaborative work with people like yourself because uh, there's there's no there's no way to do it yourself these days and to be an independent solopreneur out there just doing the thing without support like from your company. I, I, I just don't find it even possible. You've got to get that team of people that really ha can, can be there for you that you can do a deep dive and bring new information to your doorstep. Yeah. Look, you can <clears throat> buy more courses, but we know that's, you know, for, for like our, our market, we service business owners, um, partners, C-suite, executives, busy people like you. Right. So look, it's fine to go um, take a course and learn, but our, our clients aren't going to do that. Um, you, so that's most people don't. Isn't that back to the course completion of yeah. 12%? Yeah. Most people but, don't. Given so that's what capabilities, they don't do it. Yeah. You know, the other person that I absolutely love, whom I'm happy to share the name um, on the internet is uh, Aaron Fletcher. So, Aaron Fletcher, the Fletcher method, you know, he cares. And, you know, he tells people that if you're going to create a online course, it, you, you got to make it a hybrid. So, it's a course with coaching because the coaching component. One is accountability, but people always have questions. And if you care and you can coach, you're going to help them get outcomes. And he also says charge a lot more because of that component. And it allows you to be terrible at marketing and still be able to and, and still be able to grow a business. Because if right. you charge more, you can be average marketer and still make it. Um, but you have more to invest into the into getting the results. And if you really care, then you're going to end up with clients because of the coaching that you're able to get them through it. So that's another option. We, we actually do that because every Thursday at noon Eastern, we, we meet with our group. And I've turned it more into like, I don't want me to be the talking head unless there's something specific that LinkedIn has released, which happens like once a month now. But we're inclusive. And, you know, we, we have some of our clients that are launching a new product and they had, you know, they're launching their mastermind. So they they practice they spent you know the entire time doing the consultative sales call in front of everybody and then we were able to give feedback you know so um so that part of it is important but i always defer to and what you were just talking about earlier is the you know the done for you and the reason why is if you're a busy executive you, the challenge we all have and i'm guilty of it of a lot because i love technology <laughs> Is, is focusing your highest income producing tasks or activities. So learning all the 
idiocracies, idiocracies, idiosyncrasies of LinkedIn idiocracies. A lot of these little things are idiotic, but you have to do them. Right? You know, you got to do all this little stuff. All these idiosyncrasies to get LinkedIn humming, that's not the, your highest income producing activity. You, you can find someone that can do that. And then, of course, you're gonna you're gonna positively trade your time, and for you know, if you're for money, you're gonna pay money to preserve your time. You're gonna pay the money to preserve your time to then focus on the highest income producing tasks that you should keep pushing up. And for most people like us, the highest income producing task is innovation in content, and then sales and strategic partnership stuff. Like yeah. this, what you're doing now, <clears throat> big win. Creative endeavors. And that's what most people are don't realize when they're building a business, that all the grunt things that they're doing day to day, they need to eliminate those from their day to day activity by delegating them and, and moving them past their platform onto someone else's to do so that they can really grow a business. And it's it's one of the methods, one of the messages that I deliver every day is yeah. got to start building a team from day one. Yeah, it, you're right. Um, it's, uh, you know, I was just speaking to someone earlier today and um, they're in another friend of ours, Jeff Walker is doing a launch and, and Jeff's an amazing guy, right? He's like one of the soul, really hard of the soulful guys. And his stuff's good, um, but they're in overwhelm because I mean, you need a lead magnet, you need a landing page, you need email opt-in, you need nurture to this, to that. You're gonna do a, a a launch, Jeff Walker launch, and four pages with four. You need four, you need the videos, and of course, they gotta be good because it's getting you to the launch. You need an order form, and if anything breaks down along the way, the whole launch is screwed. I mean, that's a lot. So. Uh, and I know we, we we could talk for days, uh, let alone just hours here. Uh, and to give everyone respect that they can they they can uh, leave us, we need to leave them. And so, ask uh, what is it one message you want to deliver as far as uh, for all the people that we have out there would be a a closing words of wisdom. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal it from um, my mentor Mark Gaffney. The world is filled with outrageous pain, and the only solution is outrageous love. Awesome. So, how can they How can they find you and reach you? LinkedIn, Mike Weiss on LinkedIn, Clout Selling, um, and I think that will when this gets someplace else, we'll put a link down there where they can actually. We absolutely will. Yeah, we have. Um, I think we have nine different ebooks and lead magnets. We give a lot of stuff away for free. Um, so we'll- Absolutely. And, and one of the things that I want all of you to get when you go and find Mike, Mike Weiss on LinkedIn, CEO Cloud Selling, you'll find him easily, is that when you look at his page, you'll see how he lays it all out. That alone is a lesson worth looking at because that how he has he doesn't have to give a url here he doesn't have to do anything else he's got everything within a second of getting on his page you'll be able to find it click on it and create 
magic with him. And that's part of the lesson right there. So absolutely, I encourage everyone, go find Mike Weiss, CEO of Cloud Selling. We'll absolutely have your links. Even pass that message. We will still have a link in all the places that this will be throughout the podcast world and beyond on social media. So absolutely um, just a pleasure hanging out and talking to you. And we talked about so much worthwhile components of how to live life, how to be an entrepreneur, how to sell, how to engage. Um, just a real pleasure talking to you, Mike, as always. Paul, oh, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. I love these uh, when I'm with the right people and you are one of the right people. You're great. So thank, thank you for you. everything that you do. I do appreciate that. For everyone here, this has been Mavericks Do It Different podcast. Thank you so much for being here with this uh, and continue to watch this episode, last episode, next week's episode. Share, like, follow, subscribe. Continue to be part of this journey because we're getting the message out there. So many levels on how to live life to its greatest and how to keep building abundance for everyone in the world. And as Mike said, uh, build it with love. Thank you so much, Mike. Real pleasure. Thank you.